a lot has been going on this past week latest news i just lost my maternal grandmother who succumbed to covid 19 it's been like two or three hours since the report and it sucks because this is in uganda where there's lockdown and here we are in nairobi no way to cross over and be with the rest of the family and just grieve together all in all i celebrate her life she was such a deborah to the family a prayer warrior, a disciplinarian, a shepherd, a farmer, a voice. She always had her rosary with her, never missed her prayer times. If you happen to be in her house, no matter what time you slept, like the previous night, we all were woken up with songs of praise and worship for morning prayer. I mean, I mean. Atwoki, rest easy now. Another news is that we are making moves, we are making business moves. So this is the other thing that has made this week like a bit longer. We recently launched a daycare in Utawala, Clear Sky Court, and a Mama Four Center. We offer warmth, we offer value, fun, and forgettable experiences only. If ever you are stranded with your kids and dirty laundry, do not hesitate to call us. On 0723-848578 and we will be of service to you. You will hear me mention this over and over and over again. Anyway, Naivasha. And then Safari Rally. <laughs> and then I'm so proud of Kenya hosting the Safari Rally after 19 years. You guy, my friends. Anyway. Let's move on to fatherhood. My father was so gracious to have us sit down and give us his perspective of it all. Um, I will let you be the judge. Have a listen. Good times, good times, my fellow humans. If it is not good, then it's about to get better. Welcome to the Be Different podcast. My name is Nekesa Ochieng, and I am glad to have you here. Welcome to another episode of Be Different podcast. Uh, Sunday, the 20th of June, we were celebrating very special people in our lives, our fathers. And I would like to, as in, I'm honored actually to have my father on this episode as a guest. So, guys, help me welcome my father. Uh, Dad, please introduce yourself. Thank you for coming me to this uh, episode. I'm Nicholas Walandam Mabonga. I'm happy to be part of this. So, we are basically going to discuss uh, fatherhood. Uh, it's interesting that you are, maybe we should mention your age, if you don't mind. I'm 62 years old. I retired in 2018 May. Yes. How long are you? have you been married and how many kids do you have? I've been married for more than 40 years. And I've got five kids. Yeah. So... Uh, most of you know, for those who've been listening to the Bit Different podcast, I've mentioned my parents. We've had my siblings on the on the on the podcast, and we've mentioned several things apart about our parents. And it's interesting that my father is on board to come and tell us what fatherhood means to him. 
Uh, so, Dad, what does fatherhood mean to you? That's the first question. Uh, thank you. Fatherhood is uh, states means state state of having uh, children, having sons and daughters, uh, taking them to school, getting to know them better. Okay, and uh, according to you, you've been a father for how many years now? And did you plan to be a father? Did you want to be a father? Maybe let's start from there. No, I didn't plan to be a father because I didn't know that I would get married because I came from a very poor family. And it just happened. And now I don't know what to say there, but I, it just happened. <laughs> So you got yourself, uh, okay, so you didn't plan, you didn't plan to get married, you didn't plan to get children, but here you are, you got five of them. So how did you, how did you receive, like, what happened, what was going on in your mind as we were growing up, as we were kids, and the responsibilities, of course, were going up. With every child, there's an extra mouth to feed, extra school fees, extra what? The way... My children came. I didn't expect them the way they came, but uh, I accepted them and uh, decided to work on them. That is uh, taking care of them. <coughs> Getting employed, I took uh, the three quarters of the money that I was receiving to be part of either food, school fees, clothing, and made sure that they live a life that uh, maybe they didn't expect because uh, I didn't want them to live like where I was. Yeah, that is basically being a father. Wow, okay. Uh, thanks, Dad. So you said basically when the kids came and when an extra month to feed was coming on, you were like three quarters of your paycheck would go to cater for the family's expenses. So maybe, maybe Daddy, just tell us a little bit. Is there anyone who taught you fatherhood? Or from your point of view, you are raising children based on what? Was it what you were seeing around? Was it the society? Was it the Bible? Most is the Bible. And the other thing is the society because I was mingling with uh, my colleagues who had people who had kids, bringing them to workplace and also did the same. But uh, I didn't learn the fatherhood from anybody. Mm. I just taught myself through the society and uh, church. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about your background, Dad, if you don't mind sharing your story. Just a little bit. I come from a family of uh, eight children. I'm number two in boys and number four in the whole family. My dad was a driver. We were not um, educated as as what as expected, because uh, I think my dad didn't have enough money to take us to school. So we tried to 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 do many things to get school fees. So from what I went through is a bit difficult. I can't tell it all, but. Uh, it made me now now change and uh, devoted to be a Christian and started seeking God's guidance to give me wisdom to take care of my kids. And my one of my prayers was that my kids should learn, should go 
beyond my level and i'm happy because it happened yeah any anything that uh, have you ever encountered any setback or disappointment as a father has anything ever really shaken you or disappointed you uh yes i expected all my children to to follow my role model but it didn't come out the way i expected so i was forced to pray about it and also discuss this especially like the the church i expected my children also to come and be part of my my church so in case i i retire from church or from the ministry maybe they take up my my vision but it didn't happen it's only that i've been telling them even the properties that i have i've been sharing that is common sense for them to know that this is uh, their property they should take care of it and uh, after some discussion i can see now they are taking responsibility but before we discussed yes i was disappointed because nobody was uh, assuming my role yeah in terms of discipline what can you say about uh, your kind of fatherhood and how you disciplined your children I was a bit harsh in the beginning because uh, I believed in the cane that unless you cane somebody you spoil the child and you train the kid or the child the way you want him to be and you not depart from it and I was very strict with them some I th- some took the the examples and they are following it up others uh, like the last two I didn't even do much caning So what can you advise fathers? Um you've said you're a pastor. You're a minister and you've been you've been in fatherhood for the longest time. As much as okay, what you said that it wasn't planned. You got married, you got children and you've been taking care of them. You expected them to give you actually expect you are living within that expectation where you expect them to give back to you or upkeep but it hasn't turned out that way so what can you tell fathers fathers two in two ways fathers of your age and fathers that the fathers that are coming up right now what can you advise fathers generally and when we celebrate fatherhood how would you like to be celebrated those are, those are two questions a good father or maybe i can say a father makes all the difference in a child's life he has a pillar of strength support and joy a good father or a father loves his children but he doesn't let them get away with everything he might disapprove of his children's mis uh, misdeed using tough love to prove a point but he does so through the power of his words and for the fathers for the young fathers now the best is to pray to god to guide the kid from my experience i did what i thought was the best from the examples but uh, afterwards it came up to be it came out to be something different from my experience is you do your part as a father you train the kid 
you love the kid, you show them the, the good behaviors, you show them school and everything. But at the age of teen, now they, sometimes they change with the society, they change with school, they change with government. You can't be in control. Like I've had people blaming fathers. is not their part. Because it reaches a time where you don't have control over that kid anymore. He learns more from outside than even from you. Yeah. Uh, my no no dad how how do I how do I say that? I think that one depends on the people who are looking at me, because I've done what I've done. I can't talk on myself. Or I can't blow my own trumpet. I would like the outsiders or the my kids to see and tell me how I'm supposed to be celebrated, because I might be telling myself that I've done the best, and yet I've not. So they're the ones to tell me whether I've done the best, especially like educating them, taking care, give them, giving them everything that they want. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. Um, so you've said that uh, you've advised the young fathers. It's not their fault how the kids turn out. They will. They need to pray for them. And on the other hand, you had said a father, a father makes a whole difference in a child's life. I think that's what you had said the first time. But anyway, aside from that, we have seen you taking care of uh, children. We've, our home has been, uh, so many other people have come to live with us and not only the five of us. Every other time, uh, different people were coming in and out of our homes, and you and mom could take care of them. Comment a little bit on that. It's something that I've seen with your generation, and I don't know whether our generation is open or willing to do that. I don't know whether you can say it's something that's changing with the society, or... That was part of the culture, especially in our Bukusu culture. We believed that all children, especially the age mate of your children, are your children, whether from the same father or not. That's why we, like me, I accepted all the children that I was given from the my wife's side or from our, our side. I took all them, all of them as my children. I gave them school fees. I gave them clothing. Whatever they wanted that I was in a position, I made sure that I've given them. It is because we believe that uh, what you plant is what you'll harvest. Sometimes in the old age, you might end up even losing your kids, and the kids that will remain will take care of you. That's why we, in our generation, it was culture. That's how we are taught in our culture. Now, things are changing, yes, but it is not right. You need to go back to that uh, behavior, especially... You take uh, you can you take care at least for one or two children who are not your own. You never know uh, what the person will come will be will be in future. Yeah. We have seen a lot of uh, men in general uh, have started talking and saying the way they are depressed. Some of them committing suicide. Maybe this is not uh, so much of a fatherhood question, but it's actually a men's question. Do you feel like men do not have outlets or men cannot talk or men are not saying what they are going through? 
anything you would comment on that as a leader, as a church leader, and as a father? Yeah, that's a very important question. One is that uh, men believe and also believe that uh, we are not listened to. When you raise your point, you'll find that the society, your wife, and other people will not listen to you. So sometimes you tend to hide and do things uh, secretly, or you don't share with anybody because people will not uh, give you proper answers, or they'll not understand you, they'll be questioning why, and this is what is happening a lot, especially I was in Kakamega, I discovered that uh, most people from 50 years to about 60, three quarters of them who are passed on is because of the post-trait cancer. And it is comes because uh, the wives or the women leave them early. When they leave them early, they have no choice, they can't go anywhere. And the society has become very bitter. They can't even marry the second wife, whether they are Christians or not. And this is why people are dying early, men are dying early because of that. They don't have a place to express themselves, they don't have a room to express themselves, especially when a wife or a woman takes one man to police station, you'll be treated like a criminal, they will not listen to you, they'll just understand quickly that you're mistreating the wife. And that's why people don't uh, even report their cases because nobody will listen to them. Generally, do you feel fathers are not appreciated as yes. in the society? Because two things have come out. You're saying men are dying early because <laughs> their wives are leaving them and because they're not being listened to. They're not being heard. They're not being respected. There is something, especially when you discuss that uh, I want to sell a plot or I want to sell land, the first question will be that when you die, where will we live? And the other thing is like uh, there's a saying that you work like a tractor or a, a, a grader, a, no, a loaded, a, a road, a road trailer, that you smash the stones preparing the road, and once the road is done, you're not allowed to use that road because you'll spoil the road. You build a house, you do everything, but at the end of the age, at the end of the time, you are told this is not your property, you can't do anything. So you become powerless at the end of the day. How can we how can we then change that? Because now the people who are listening would want to know um, what to do differently. How can we change the narrative? We are we have Father's Day the same way we have Mother's Day. Is it a, is it talking? Uh, I don't know whether Christianity will change to allow men to become polygamous. Because I remember even before when life was uh, polygamous uh, marriages, people were living long. Like I've, I have my, my uncles who are nine, eight, eight years, some are 92, some are also almost 99. They're very strong. I'm only 62 and I'm feeling very weak. Uh, that is one. Because if you find that you are stressed in one home, you could run away and go to someone uh, another house. Then you are relieved that you come back. But because now you don't have a place to run to, you end up stressed and maybe just sleep and not wake up. To change the narrative is people to become, uh, what is the word, what is the word? People 
become like um, kujali the people the word kujali because like in before uh, women were asking questions whether you are sick whether you are tired what what will you eat and whatever and then but nowadays they don't and also like there's something i've discovered people don't ask for permission they only inform you what they want to do and then you have power you do you do you can't change them but the the man from inception is supposed to be a leader and he feels very proud when you ask him a question but when you inform him that i'm going home and you take off straight away he thinks that uh, now is powerless so so you've mentioned the issue of respect and the issue of care you feel like when people ask you uh umeshindaje like how was your day but but on the, okay so you feel like someone cares when they ask you that question but are you going to honestly answer the question because on the other hand men have been accused of not talking or not opening up it is because the answers has been uh, translated differently but when you you continue with the question how i've been how i've been feeling how are things are you feeling okay you're sick you want what i think after some time things will change and they'll start now opening up because nobody listens to them that's why it's been that way yeah apart from now you've said you you want the uh, all the governing bodies let let us call them that christianity society they, to accept poly, polygam polygamy if possible if if that's if that's not acceptable or if that's not the answer can there be another support system because from what you've said it means a man can only find solace in a family setup you said a man could run from one home yes. to another home but now here if it's not acceptable can there be another support system can men find ways of getting other can you as a father get other fathers to sit and be talking to regularly or it's only a fa- in a family setup No I think uh, is not is not easy to get a solution it is from inception God the way made the man it is supposed to be a family set up to get the life continuing otherwise if you sit with other men or you sit with other th- things you will not get an answer you not get a solution it has to be in a family set up because the problems come when there's a family set up you can put men together even in a in a house they can stay even to 10 months without even quarreling and doing anything without talking without doing anything they will eat and whatever but once you mix them with the ladies that is when the problems come would... yeah. <laughs> so but according to you in the setup where women were not there you as brothers do you feel like you know each other you've shared and you're at peace you know what's going on in your brother's life they've shared emotionally vulnerable they've been open they've been very open especially my big brother was very open he told him everything my follower because i'm the second one to my big brother is been telling me everything even the time he became sick he told me everything uh only the the third one because the first one passed on the third the fifth one did not tell me anything because I'm the one who, yeah, the my brother 
because I'm the one who was taking care of him. He became like one of my kids. The last born was telling me everything. He didn't have any barriers. Yeah. Otherwise, my brothers have been very, very friendly. They will not do anything without consulting me. They will come to my place, we discuss and agree. Everything I tell them, they receive it with a positive attitude. Is Okay, so you've mentioned something very interesting that I've picked. You took care of your younger siblings. Then that means you were, you were forced to grow up a bit early or earlier than uh, it should have been. Yeah. Yeah, you, you are a caregiver to your young ones and you're actually saying... You know, it's like you are a father to them or you are a father figure to them. So I wanted to find out how that made you feel, if at all. Uh, if you compare that with you know, your younger brothers, how they've turned up and how your children have turned up, I, do you feel satisfied? Do you feel like your success in fatherhood? Do you feel you've succeeded? Maybe that's the question. If you compare the people that you've given care to, I can say I'm satisfied because of a Christian perspective. Otherwise, when I go the culture way, no. Because my expectation was very different. I thought like now, I'll be maybe receiving from my brothers who are well off. I'll be receiving from my children, uh, believing they'll be well off. But that is not the expectation. That is not what I'm getting. According to our understanding, this is like the second last question. We thought as you people were growing up in the, the older generation, you had people to tell you stories. You had people to pass down information to you. It was not necessarily a school setup, but at home. Maybe your grandparents, you've mentioned your uncles. No, we didn't have that because, uh, okay, maybe it was there, but not in our clan. In our clan, I've just come to learn about our family with my own effort, going to my aunts, going to my grandfathers, going to my uncles, and doing a lot of inquiries to get information. And with my age, I've been sharing the information with even the elders, my elders who didn't even know the family history, they don't have family problems. I've been educating them because they were, the setup was not there. People are okay, maybe other clans, but not in our clan. Yeah. What is the advice that you give anyone and everyone? Anyone and everyone is that all parents or all children, let me start with the children and maybe the well-off brothers and sisters, that they should take care of their parents, especially when you're employed. I think you should make something like, even if it is a thousand shillings or two thousand shillings, a mandatory contribution or uh, you share with your mom or your family for maybe two to three years just to appreciate what they have been uh, what what they have what they have done in your life yeah i think that is it and also to respect them yeah show them respect give them what you want and then also uh, make inquiries inquire of your clan, inquire of what is expected from you, then you'll be told instead of just keeping quiet. Yes, the father might not or the mother might not be in a position to tell you, but you, when you provoke the question, I'm sure they'll answer all the questions.
Okay. Uh, you've heard it, guys, from the horse's mouth. Okay, from my father's mouth. <laughs> Thank you so much, Daddy. That was fun. It is always a pleasure to have hosted you. Thank you for listening. Follow us on the socials, Instagram and Twitter at BeDifferentKE at I am Nekesa. Facebook is Nekesa Ching. Let's keep talking. <laughs>